the Proofreading Business Podcast with Elizabeth Wigner. For more, visit theproofreadingbusinesscoach.com. Welcome to another episode of the Proofreading Business Podcast. Kate is here. She is one of my transcript proofreading grads. And I absolutely love Kate's story because she has taken an approach to transcript proofreading that a lot of people haven't. And just her her mindset, her attitude, her approach to it is so relaxing and encouraging. If you're watching this video, you also see her cat in the background, which I just feel like brings on just the whole Zen mood of Kate too. <laughs> and just about how to grow your business without being stressed out of your mind and worried about it. Because, you know, so much of us, as we're starting our business, we're excited about it. And it's good to use that momentum. And it's all part of the journey. You want to enjoy the journey and not hate the whole process and or only enjoy the end good results, but to enjoy the whole process. And Kate, I feel, has got that down to a T. So we're going to talk about that today. But Kate, I would love to start off by asking you, you know, transcript proofreading, it's kind of unique. Not a lot of people have heard of it. So what got you interested in transcript proofreading to begin with? Well, I, I've i always been kind of interested in having my own like business and working for myself. So I've been kind of trying to, trying to get into that for the last four or five years. And I, I was just doing some serious internet research probably last spring. And I, I stumbled upon a different proofreading course, but it was like a general proofreading course. And I was, I was watching, like there was a video for it and it was all about making it your business. And it really sucked me. And I was like, Oh my God, this is awesome. I've always loved reading and I've always wanted to be a writer, but I felt like being a writer for some reason to me, some felt like too much pressure and I wasn't like ready to to put myself out there like that. I mean, I write, but Mostly it's just for myself and like figuring out my brain. So proofreading is like the best way to just like slip in there and just do the, you know, do what I've always loved doing, which is read and then find errors, which I've always been good at too. And then, so I did the general proofreading course, kind of got to the end of that. and wasn't really sure where I wanted to go. And I always kind of knew there was this transcript proofreading course too. Um, But I didn't feel like super connected to that course I took. So I kind of did some more research and I ended mm-hmm. up finding your course and I was so happy. I felt right away. I was like, Oh my God, this is it. Cause it felt so personal and so mm-hmm. nice. And yeah. And I just, it, it applied, it, it appealed to me because it seemed very like specific and niche and just a specific skill set, more so than just regular proofreading. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it intrigued me to be a part of the legal world I, of course, at, at some point I wanted to be a lawyer because I watched yes. it. So, you know, I was like, oh, this is a great way to like have a little view into that and do the proofreading, kind of be in the background of all this stuff. And it just fa- sounded fascinating. And I love that there was built in clientele. It just seemed that was what I struggled with, with the general proofreading. I was like, who do I want to proofread for? There's too many options. So mm-hmm. going into something where I knew immediately from the start, okay, this is who my clients are going to be. And that's what I, I'm working towards. It it just made sense. And it's been great ever since. That I love that you said it has your clientele built in because it really does help. Because I mean, I did general proofreading for years before transcript proofreading, and I enjoyed it. I mean, there are a lot of different clients you can work with. And it's almost like, you know, when you have too many options, it's hard to even get started because there are so many. Whereas with transcript proofreading, it's like, obviously, the only person you're going to be working with are court reporters. It really helps you decide. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. And for my brain, that was just simpler. I was like, okay, I don't have to really think about that part. It's just going to happen and just focus on that one specific. Yeah. Niche. (laughs) No, I agree. I totally agree that that makes it easier. And if you already love the legal world, I mean, talk about this is the ultimate way to be nosy and get paid to be nosy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is. is. It's like, I just like even the little dramas between attorneys. I don't know, just seeing all this stuff happen, and you're like, oh my God. I had one deposition where someone like left. I don't know. There was drama at the end, and she was like being crazy. And it was just like, I emailed my court reporter back. I was like, wow, that was crazy. Like, I can't believe I remember sometimes. I'm like, y'all are just sitting there watching this for real. I get used to just reading it. And Mm But yeah, it's so fun. I'm like, what's going to happen? So as you were starting your business, so you thought, okay, transcript proofreading is the one I want to do. This mm-hmm. sounds like fun. I feel like this is, I know I can go into this niche. I know what to expect. There are still, I mean, when you're starting your own business, because you used, tell me what your previous job before you started proofreading was. I've been uh, in a, lo- a local grocery store. So okay. like, uh, kind of bounced around departments and did different stuff there, but it was, yeah, just like a local store. So that's very different from owning your own business and being a transcript proofreader. <laughs> so yeah. Tell me, like, I am sure, I know you had a very like Zen approach to proofreading. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit, but tell me some things like when people start their own business, no matter if they've had a background in another business before, or if it's something totally unrelated, like what you had with, you know, working in a local grocery store, how did like, what worried you most about, okay, I'm going to, you know, I learned how to be a general proofreader. Like you even tried another side hustle that just didn't click like you had hoped it would. What were some of the things that you're most worried about when starting a business and how did you overcome those worries to make yourself be successful? Mm, The biggest I think is always the worry of there not being enough work, Mm. like your marketing and you're like, do people are there really enough court reporters? If there's all these proofreaders already out there and there's like, you know, they all have their clients. How how can there be enough? But it's the internet and it's endless. You know, that's one of the beauties of this job too. It's like, you're not just going out to your local courthouses and it's like, Oh, this is the only clientele I have. It's like, no, you're kind of, you kind of have endless possibilities and it's, I mean, yeah, there's always work. Um, But I mean, I still have to still have to, to walk myself through that sometimes where it's like, there's no clients, but I, I think that that was one of the big ones. And also just maybe all the technical stuff that comes along with the business and Mm -hmm. figuring that out, the business license and the CPA and taxes. But I ended up successfully doing my own taxes on TurboTax. So I, nice. I feel like that was kind of a trial run though, because I was only doing it the last few months of the year. So I was like, let me just see how it goes this year. And then, and then next year I can make that decision again. But, but yeah, just the the technical stuff, but most of it, I mean, you just have to take it day by day. So Mm. it's not, yeah. That's a good point. Taking it day because there is, so, I mean, a lot of people say they want a proofreading business and then it never happens because when they start, I mean, it's one thing to be good at grammar. It's one thing to be good at catching typos. It's a whole nother thing to start your own business and get all the details down about it. But I love that you said that you just have to take it day by day. Cause if you think about everything that you have to do on day one, yeah, you're going to quit because 
that's a lot. But when you take it step by step, you realize, oh, I can do things I never even pictured myself ever doing. Well, that's why I liked your course so much because it really laid it out so just basically. And it's just like, all right, here's week one, here's week two. And it just made it like small tasks each week to make it seem very doable. And, you know, as long as you're not looking ahead and, yeah, freaking out, thinking about it all at once, then it's fine. (laughs) Right. It's like, if you think about the pictures, big picture, because the course is big. I mean, yes, but that I did try to make it like, okay, here's a lesson. Here's the, here's what you need to do to apply it in the next. So that way you aren't feeling like you're running around like crazy. (laughs) Yes. So that's one thing that, so um, I don't know if our listeners know that you actually, so you started off as a part-time proofreader, you know, starting your business while you're working. And then all of a sudden you posted it in the group, y'all, I'm quitting my job and I could not have been happier. So tell me what got you to that point where you were ready to be like, buy grocery store, hello, full-time proofreading. Uh, well, I had been building up to it. For a while, I think that was my goal from when I started. I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, get started on this, get a few clients, just kind of gauge it out and slowly kind of switch the gears so that I I would be like cutting back at my my full-time job as I kind of geared up the proofreading. And then that job just kind of got to be too much. There was a lot of drama. It was a whole roller coaster kind of the whole time I was there and I left once and came back. So it was kind of just, it got to the point where things changed again. And I was like, Ooh, I think it's time for me to just kind of leave. Mm-hmm. Like I had cut down to four days and I was like, Oh, this is great. Then I can go down to three days. And like, I was really just going to go like one day down at a time and then just yeah. slip away. But yeah, then this day came and I was like, Oh no, it's time. And I felt good enough. I, I felt even if I, I knew it was probably not going to happen right away to be like full, full time, I felt good enough with where I was at to just, yeah, to just rely on that and kind of put all my energy towards that instead of half and half. And yeah, I just did it. <laughs> and I don't know, it's all about having faith in yourself, I think, and and faith that it'll work out, even if it seems like it's not. But yeah, I, like I said, I have been working I mean, I had been working quite a lot, it felt like. So I it wasn't like I, you know, I worked extra to kind of make up for this time. I've kind of had to spend a little less, less busy the last yes. month. But it's definitely, it's been nice just to have this, just to focus on. I get a transcript in and it's like, okay, when is that due? Two days. Oh, I don't even have to worry about it right now. I don't know. As opposed to having a whole other work schedule to work around and being stressed out all the time. So it's been awesome just to appreciate the whole process of just the proofreading part after kind of scrambling around my other schedule for so long. I love that. I don't love that your job got crazy and that you felt stressed. I don't love that part. I mean, I think everybody who works at a job and has had the drama is like, oh, I know exactly what Kate's talking about right now. And I love though that you had the, the foresight to put the work into building your business, you're like building your transcript proofreading business up so that you had the option when things where you're like, no, I can't, this is not how I want to live my life. I'm ready to make the switch. And it's not always easy to make that switch from full-time, uh, like the traditional schedule to full-time proofreading. Um, especially like if you don't have your clientele exactly where you want it, um, 
But you're so right that it gives you the inner the time and the energy to focus on what you want to do as opposed to what you have to do when you have two different jobs and trying to do it both. Yeah, definitely. And it has taken a little bit for me to like adjust. So I've never worked from home, let alone worked for myself. So that's a whole different thing. You know, it's one thing I think to work from home to have still like a set schedule, but if you're actually working for yourself and something like this, it's like, whoa. So yeah, it's definitely been an interesting adjustment, but I still like love it. Even when I feel all weird and I'm like, oh my God, what is my purpose? I don't go there. I'm still like, but this is so great because I can like go outside and take a walk whenever I want or yeah, go to the store and not feel like I'm just trying to shove that in on top of everything else. It's yeah, I think I was always meant to just live on my own schedule and it, it feels good no matter how often I'm like, ah. But lately, it's gotten better. Like it's been over a month now, so I'm like, okay, I think I'm a little more in the flow. <laughs> That's you know that is a good point. When you haven't worked for yourself before, you're used to t- somebody telling you like you need to be at work from this time to this time, and here's your lunch time, and yeah, ask permission before you take time off. What would you say? Because everybody, I think everybody eventually, or not everybody. Some people like to ju- just. I put that in quotes because it's not just a just. Just have a side hustle. But some people, you know, dream of finally being my own boss, doing my own thing. And yes, it's awesome. Just like you said, like you don't have to cram or you can go for a walk. What were some of the challenges that you felt going from having somebody else tell you your schedule to doing your own thing? Like, how did you discipline yourself to get the work done that you needed to? What were some things that you set up in place to help yourself feel structured and have a purpose? That's a good question. I think it took me a while to get to that point where I was actually holding myself accountable. It was like, honestly, it was a couple of weeks ago that I was like, wait, I've just been kind of sitting around waiting for work to come. But if I was working a full-time job, like I would be sitting down for like six to eight hours a day, putting all this time in no matter what I had to do, like even if there's stuff due. So I kind of clicked then. And I had a lot of personal stuff going on. Once I quit, I had some family stuff. And so I was kind of also just giving myself some time. But then it was like a couple weeks after that when I realized, wait, I need to treat this like a job. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just now, I'm still kind of getting into that and working on how to structure. I think it's like more a good a good thing to have is like a set workspace, which I'm still kind of working on it too, but I'm, I'm getting better. At. And just like set section out times. I finally got a planner and I like, I love physical writing stuff down. I'm really not much of a, like a app person. So I find like a planner and I've realized like, if I sit down in the morning and like write out my goals for the month, for the day, for the whatever, like that really helps to just see it there and have it written. So I'm finally kind of figuring that out with myself and so yeah, just I think figuring out your own your own best methods and knowing yourself. I don't know. I think to work for yourself, you kind of have to know yourself pretty well and your downfalls and your <laughs> everything. But yeah, I'm definitely I'm getting there. I think it's the process, just like the business side, the other there's all the different processes happening at once. <laughs> that is that you have to know yourself. That's really good. To, and that means the good and the not so good, like the parts that you need to 
improve on, which isn't a bad thing to know that you need to improve on it. It's actually good when you know you can see what you need to to work on to improve. So I love that you said you, for you, it's not, you know, I teach how to organize your work online when you, uh, but if for you, if you know, like a planner works for you, then I love that you've figured out, hey, and I'm the same way. If I write something down so much easier to look back, see it, remember it. So I love that. And I love what you said too about you made your goals and then you look at them to remind yourself, this is why I'm doing it. Yeah, totally. And I found, I lucked out. I was at Barnes and Noble and found like an old planner that was like a, was like a manifestation type thing. And I was like, Oh, this is perfect. It's like all your goals. Like what are your short-term goals, your long-term goals? I'm like, yes, I'm going to utilize this and create the business of my dreams. So it was cool. (laughs) I love that so much. All right, y'all clearly Barnes and Noble is the place to go. If you need some help with your motivation, I, who doesn't love Barnes and Noble though, too. Yeah, (laughs) It's dangerous going in that. You took the words out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing about you, and I kind of started off by saying this one thing about you is when you approached it, it was very much a I want to enjoy this process. Even though I'm working a full-time job, I've got a lot of stuff going on. This is a whole new skill that I'm learning. I'm having to set up my business. I want to enjoy it. I think you've specifically said, I am I don't want to be stressed over this. And you know, my tend I'm I'm definitely I stress over a lot of things. I like I think a lot of people do because they're in such a rush to start their business. And I totally get that. I'm not judging by any means. But your approach has just stood out so much because you have said more than once. I just want to enjoy this process. So tell me how you were able to just be so laid back. And yet, I mean, here's the thing. It's, you know, a lot of time people quit laid back to being lazy and not getting work done, but you were laid back and still quit your job and are <laughs> working for yourself now. So tell me how you made this magic happen. Well, I don't know if it's, it's, uh, it's, it's more of like a life uh, view, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I've started implementing it probably a few years ago, but I can't really say how, how I got to it, but yeah, I don't know. It's just about having trust. And I mean, I, I say the universe or like whatever you believe in that, that whatever you deserve will come to you. And mm-hmm. it's a little bit you know, above, above the, the realm of like lawyers and transcript proofreading that we're talking about, but that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just about, yeah, just trusting in your life path and, and knowing that, that where you're meant to be will, if you just kind of let it take you there, it'll go. And I think I learned that lesson a couple of years, probably when I was when my partner and I were getting together, it was kind of like a waiting game. We worked mm-hmm. together and I was kind of I want, I was interested, but then he wasn't. And it was kind of like this thing where I knew, I was like, I just know that this is what's supposed to happen. But like, it was taking a long time and I really had to like learn patience. So maybe it comes from that because I really, it was a real journey in that. And there's been other things like that, that I just kind of realized, I guess, just life lessons over the last few years. Just, yeah, I don't know. Things will happen. You don't really have to force anything. Mm -hmm. It'll just happen for you. Life kind of just happens. There's a lot about, yeah, I don't know. We're very structured in our our way of living these days and very busy and all the things. But really, I think the best things happen when you're kind of behind all that, looking mm. at it from a different perspective and 
able to just, just kind of detach from it, I guess. So (laughs) no, so it's like, you know, that if this is meant to be for you, it's going to happen. That doesn't dissolve you of your responsibility of working hard and getting there. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. I think it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to explain because it does seem like, oh yeah, I'm not doing anything, but no, I mean, yeah, you still, you're still doing all the work. It's just a matter of like we were saying earlier, like one thing at a time, one day at a time and not, not getting ahead of yourself. I think our brains like to just jump so far into the future and I was having that issue back before I even started like freaking out about marketing. And it's like, okay, but I'm like back at this part of the course. I haven't even gotten to the marketing yet. And it's like, that's what our brains like to do. But yeah, it's all about that. I kind of lost where I was going there, but I'm just going <laughs> to. No, you're trusting. I love that you said that because you're, you're trusting the process. You're knowing that if you lay the foundation for it now, then, cause that's one of the biggest questions I get is, and I'm going to have a podcast episode coming up on that, um, is the biggest, one of the biggest questions I get is not how do you do this skill? Not how do I know if I'm good at this? I mean, I get those questions, but the biggest one is how do I get clients? And that isn't the most important question when it comes yeah. to proof. I mean, I understand, like you said, it makes sense that our brain jumps there because duh, we want to make money off of this. Um, and it's not the most important thing as you're learning. Um, it's taking it day by day, learning the skills that you need. I'm yeah. so glad you said that because that is such, it's easy to let our minds rush ahead and get stressed and not focus in the moment where we're at and what we need yeah. to do. Well, and I think I just thought of this too. Daily habits is a big thing. Like if you're focusing, I mean, this goes into the one day at a time thing, but that's what I'm trying to build right now is mm-hmm. like, if you can wake up, you know, each day and do these specific things, just work on, like I've been waking up and I'll like study and then, you know, connect with people on, on social media or whatever. And yeah, if you're just doing little stuff every single day, eventually you're going to look back and be like, wow, look at where I am now. And you don't even notice because it's just about the daily stuff because all that really matters is the day in front of you. It's not about everything else. (laughs) Oh, that is so good. Yes. I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Yes. because And that's why it's so important about like celebrating your wins along the way and recognizing what you've done. Because if you just look at the big picture of, man, I want to be able to quit my job and or make X amount of money a month, but you're still in the learning process, you're going to give up because that just seems impossible. But yeah, daily habits, that's what builds the end result that you want. And it's a work in progress. Like you said, you're still working on it. Yes. Everything is a work in progress. (laughs) So how do you stay? um, This, this might be I, I feel I haven't fully answered this question either. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are on it. Either. How do you find that you stay content and fulfilled in the day-to-day when you still have big goals too? Because um, it's that is hard to balance. <laughs> I'm just hitting you with like this huge life question <laughs> here. Come up with it off the top of your head, Kate. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think it's, for me, it's more about, focusing on not just my business, but other aspects of my life too. Like I've been wanting to focus more on getting better at preparing food and like getting better groceries or, you know, focus more on that and spending time with my cats or whatever it may be. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, I think it's just all about not, 
focusing on that one part of my life, even though it's all happening now in this, you know, space that I live in, I think it's, it's good to like, yeah, have that separation still. And I don't know, just appreciate again, appreciate every moment. Like I'll get out and study my Margie book and I'm like, Oh my God, this is so fun. It's like school. Like I'm doing the workbook along with it. And it was just like, ah. so yeah, just enjoying everything. Like I was like doing financial planning the other day. Like, ah. I just like it. It's fun. Just doing these little things that are just for me and my business and not having to answer anybody else. So I don't know. I, I appreciate it all from that sense, but I also might still just be in the afterglow of the leaving the, the job world. <laughs> oh, it never, at least for me, it has, and it's been years since I've been in a, walked into it and had a like cubicle or whatever. It's, it's still, I said, I'm like, I cannot believe that I'm doing that. Like I went and got my hair done in the middle of the day yesterday and there's no way I would have just taken off work, you know, taken vacation time to get my hair done. And yeah. I was sitting there thinking, wow, now I still had a lot to do when I got home. Let's not be kidding, but it's still the, the flexibility to make your own decision. Um, yeah. But back to how you so well answered that question. I could talk about that forever. Enjoying the moment that you're in and appreciating it for what it is that, and I say this a lot and I know, I mean, I'm a business owner. I feel, and I love to work. So it it is easy for business to be all encompassing, but I love that you said that to enjoy other areas of your life too, and not let your business be everything. Cause proofreading is meant to support the life that you want to have. It's not, your life is not meant for you to just be a proofreading machine 24 seven. Yeah. That would, that would, yeah, that would defeat the purpose of getting out of the job world. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I do love the flexibility because it's like, if I want to, I can take the whole morning for myself and then do my work in the afternoon. And the other, the other night I got an immediate job mm-hmm. that I I was able to do. It was like in the evening and I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, just send it over, whatever. I haven't worked, you know, I don't have much work tomorrow. Like I'll just do it tonight. I mean, it's just fun. You don't have to stick to any structure if you don't want to. So I just, I like that. Me too. I know some people definitely get very structured with their proofreading business. Like they're like, I do it from this hour to this hour. And that works for them. I'm like you, or it's like, ah, if it works, it works. If you know, I'll just do it now. And that all oh, that it just attracts to my, um, I don't like people telling me what to do. I do it on my own terms kind of thing. Yeah. No, there was a while where I thought, oh, I need to structure my hours out. And then I'm like, oh, why would I do that? <laughs> I'm back at work again. Yeah, that's horrible. I want to do whatever I want. <laughs> so you um, and your partner live together. How do you communicate to him that this is this is like I need time to focus? Like, is that something you've talked about, or how is that? How how have you worked that out so that you both are on the same page? Yeah, I mean, he's generally really good about just not bothering me. I mean, it helps that he kind of does his own stuff too. And his schedule, his, his job is weird right now. He works like three really long days and then has three days off. So Mm -hmm. like during those three days that he's gone, it's like, I just have my own life. So Mm -hmm. then it kind of makes up for it when he's here. Yeah. yeah, He does like creative stuff and like music and stuff. So he'll like have his own little like studio room. So he'll just like go and do his own thing. If I have like a lot to do, Mm -hmm. um, or yeah, he's just, I don't know. Yeah. He's very, he's very respectful about 
my space and time. And if I'm like, all right, I have to do this. He's like, okay. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> or if he is like talking too much, I'm like, Shh. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I've done that a lot. <laughs> but and he, like you said, he's respectful of your time. You've communicated that with him too. And that's a big key is like, don't expect them to read your mind that you need this time. But yeah, well, yeah. yeah like, for example, the other night when I got that immediate job, mm-hmm. uh, and it was due before 5am. And so it was like, it wasn't like immediate, immediate, but it was like, okay, yeah. I have to do this tonight. Um, I told him right away before I even responded, because it was his day off when we were like, hanging out watching a movie, whatever. And I was like, okay, well, I just got this, this offer for this job. And it'd be pretty solid. I'd like to, yeah. I'm going to do that. And so he was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. And then like, we were making dinner. He's like, well, I'll just make dinner. You do that so you can get it done mostly before dinner. And so it was like, yeah, he's very, he's very flexible about it. And he understands that, that it kind of is just going to happen whenever it happens. But on the flip side, sometimes there's days where I don't even have anything to do if mm-hmm. I don't want to, and if we want to spend time nice. together. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, but I definitely think I have to work more on when I don't have work to do. Similar to what I was saying earlier, making that structure because it's easy to get caught up if he's off and I'm like, Oh, we can just hang out all day. It's like, no, no, no. Even if I don't have work, I'm still working. <laughs> so yes. Trying to find that balance. But <laughs> it is, you know, I think you had mentioned this before we started the podcast that it almost feels like a vacation. It's like, you're, you don't have to report to anybody. It's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And even the emails, Cause he used to work from home and he's like, he was warning me before I even got into full-time working at home. And he was like, you want to set boundaries? And he used to have a crazy boss who, if you emailed him at 9 PM, you had to respond. And I'm like, the only emails I get are like a job offer. And it's basically just like, all right, cool. Thanks. <laughs> like, so I feel like I can just, I don't know. I feel like I just kind of do it whenever. Like, I'm like, Oh, I got an email. It's 8 PM. Who cares? Like, but I don't have to, it's not like I have to, like, it's just like, okay, that's in my, in my list now, you know, I've got a transcript to do, but it's not like I have to sit down and like, Oh God, do all this stuff at any given moment. It's like, like the emailing is kind of just a side thing. And then it's mm-hmm. like the transcript, the proofreading, you know, you can do whenever within the due dates. So it's like, oh, it's so nice. <laughs> yes. Oh, that just makes me so happy. I'm like, yes, this is why I love proofreading too. Just like, <laughs> You're like validation. Yes. <laughs> It's, you know, we've, I think we've all at some point have had a crazy boss or know somebody who's had a crazy boss or heard the horror stories. And when you get to, I mean, yes, you do report to your court reporters in the sense that if they have a due date, you turn it in by that due date. That's not, you don't have wiggle room on that. And Mm -hmm. you do need to invoice well and are like on time and, you know, have good work ethics, but you're your own bot. You set that. For in like if a job comes in and you don't want to do it or you don't have the availability or you and your partner had something else planned um, where you're like, you know, I think I should prioritize this right now. Not the end of the world if you say no either. Yeah, no, it's 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 awesome. Yeah, you're not obligated to anything really <laughs> except <Yeah>. your bills. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a thing, but. <laughs> You know, but could you imagine like telling your boss at the grocery store, like, you know, I just don't feel like coming in today. Like, how long would you yeah. have your job? <laughs> exactly. I was never even that good at like calling out, even if I felt I had to. It's like, I don't know. It was weird. But yeah, now it's like, oh, I don't have to worry about. I just don't like sharing. Part of the reason I didn't like calling out is because I didn't like giving away any part of my personal life. I was like, you don't deserve to know. 
if I come yes. and just suffer, then I don't have to talk to you. <laughs> hey, I hear you. <laughs> no, I hear you. There is, I mean, you do feel like, like if you are sick, you have to, if for a certain, I can't remember, but like if it's like two or three days, I don't know, I think each place has their own requirements, but like you need to bring a doctor's note or kind of thing. But then like you have to get in touch with your doctor and then give them the note. And it's like, yeah. if you tell your court reporters you're taking a week off because you're sick, they're not going to be like, well, prove it to me. Like, right. Oh. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And you don't have to tell them why you were sick. You don't even have to tell them why you're taking off. You just say, Hey, I'm not going to be here Tuesday and Wednesday. And they're like, okay. And then you connect them, you know, with a grad who can cover for you. And then you get your client back when you're back. It's not like you said goodbye forever. You're not getting like written up about it. (laughs) That's the (laughs) other thing. Yes. No more write-ups or end of year reviews where you're just like, but Hoping to get like a 30 cent raise or something. <laughs> right. Hey, you set your own right. You give yourself raises when you want. Isn't that such a good feeling? <laughs> such a good feeling. Yeah, and uh, I remember like trying to climb the corporate ladder, which, you know, it's like the American dream. I don't, that's not how yeah. I feel America started. I feel like America started with you. Like what we do, you start your own business and you set your own schedule, but it seems like, like the corporate ladder thing, how many times you had to do jobs you didn't want to, or just maybe even like compromise your ethics or what you just to have a corner office with a window. When, when you get there, it's not even yeah. that fulfilling to begin with. It's like, right. Okay. I know, yeah. I know no, it's like, kind of a, an illusion. Yes. Now I know there are people who do love it and they've worked very hard for it. And I'm not trying to dish like diss on those people who do. Cause abs- I mean, Hey, I was in oil and gas and my goal was yes, work my way up and have an office. And, and so I totally get the reason why. And if that's where you're at, great. And for those of us who have tasted the freedom of <laughs> working on your own terms, it's hard. To, I mean, you can't go back. Oh, I know. I've already realized that. I'm like, wow, I I will probably never have a full-time job again. Oh, isn't like, that, isn't it surreal? Yeah. Oh, and I'm yes. like, maybe I, I could see myself maybe getting a part-time job if mm-hmm. I, if I, you know, if the need arose or if yeah. I was like, I was something different. But it's so nice to realize like, wow, I don't have to work if I don't want to. And I could only work part-time if I want to. Like, yeah, it's just uh, working full-time I, is just well. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And you, that's, I like that you said, you know, you could get another part-time if you wanted. A lot of people who proofread end up starting their own, like, a lot of people just, just, I put just in quotes, start, just do proofreading. But a lot of people start other side hustles too, because they're like, they realize how fun it is to learn something new and make money off of it or they go volunteer more they had sometimes it's hard to get into it is hard to get into part-time jobs when you need a full-time income but now that you have proofreading if you wanted to go do a part-time job somewhere it's like you have so much more flexibility to do it too yeah that's a good point i do feel like yeah it's opened up yeah it's opened up all the doors that you could want and yeah volunteering and yeah anything you just have time Yes. And that's, you can't put a price tag on that. Like having time to do what fulfills you. Yeah. Agree. Well, 
for somebody who's thinking about transcript proofreading, you know, maybe they're a general, like gone through general proofreading like you did. Uh, they're currently in a full-time job. They're just wondering, I don't know how this is going to happen. What would be your like one piece or two or three pieces of advice that you would give to somebody who's interested in transcript proofreading, whether for part-time or full-time, what would you tell them? I think you just have to be ready for anything. Maybe I mean, you never really know what you're going to read. And I think knowing the rules is the most important part. Like even now I'm reading through Margie Wakeman Wells book and it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, I didn't even realize like there's things I kind of knew from doing proofreading, but I, I like actually reading through all the rules. It's like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. And now I kind mm-hmm. of know the details, but it's not like, it's just, uh, you know, regular grammar. So I think that that's the most important thing to realize when doing the actual work. Cause yeah, it's just, it can be all over the place or it can just not even make sense, but you kind of have to be ready to just roll with it and make good educated guesses. <laughs> I feel like goes, goes with your approach to your whole business and life in general is go with the flow, appreciate the moment you're in, learn. Um, I think that's my biggest takeaway from listening to you. And this podcast is just appreciate with your at, do your best educate yourself. And clearly, like you're taking the time to research and learn. And I mean, you're already working with clients, but you're still taking time to go back and read and learn and improve your skills. Um, And you're still enjoying everything while you're at it. So I think that's that's a really good. Oh, there goes uh, Mabel. I was just like, I hope she doesn't jump. She loves to jump on the table and like use that as her landing pad. I was like, as long as she just doesn't jump. (laughs) She she actually that's the the thing. When you start working from home, you suddenly have, you may not have any more human coworkers, but you have furry coworkers. Yeah, and they're very demanding. They are my boss. That's true. I guess when we have cats, you really aren't your own boss. I guess we need to go back and correct. <laughs> that's the only boss I don't mind reporting to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Kate... Thank you so much. We were talking about how important time is. Thank you for taking your time to come and talk with me, talk with everybody who's like, maybe you're in the middle of transcript proofing and you're like, okay, I've just got, I got to keep going. Or maybe you have your own business or you're thinking about it. Kate's approach to just living in the moment, doing what you need to do right now, appreciating where you're at. And then also still like looking forward to the goals of quitting your job before you even knew you would be doing it. Um, it's yeah. I just Kate's I always I frequently bring up Kate and her laid back approach. So I hope y'all have loved listening to Kate and as much as I have. And of course, if you want to learn more about transcript proofreading, make sure to watch my free workshop, the proofreadingbusinesscoach.com forward slash workshop registration. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.